Well, if you aren't aware by now, if you missed um, uh, the first part of the service, tomorrow is Thanksgiving, and this is Thanksgiving weekend, as we have uh, uh, been remembering and celebrating this morning. In the United States, the history of Thanksgiving is most commonly dated to the first fall feast held by the Pilgrims and First Nations peoples at the Plymouth Plantation in Massachusetts in 1621. Thanksgiving festivities right here in Canada can actually be traced all the way back, and I didn't know this till I looked this up this week, to Martin Frobisher's celebration of finding North America when he landed in 1578 in what would later be called Newfoundland and Labrador. So actually, Canada has the scoop on Thanksgiving uh, over the States. However, the Bible tells us a much, much older yet ongoing story of thanksgiving. In essence, one could say that the Bible tells us the real story of thanksgiving. Pastor David Mathis points out that the biblical story of thanksgiving has four parts, or four acts, if you will. Act one is entitled, Created for Thanksgiving. The Bible says that you and I and all humankind were created to give thanks. We were created to appreciate and express gratitude to God, to give him glory, as we've been reminded the past few weeks. We were made to appreciate God for who he is and for what he does. When you and I give thanks to God, like we are doing this morning, we honor him. Romans 1 tells us what has gone wrong with our world. It says of us as human beings, For though they knew God, they did not glorify him as God or show gratitude. Instead, their thinking became nonsense and their senseless minds were darkened. Part of what Adam and Eve and every human on this planet were created to do was and is to honor God by being thankful. Act two of the story is called Fallen from Thanksgiving. The Bible tells us that while we were created for Thanksgiving, we have all failed miserably in appreciating God as we should. The Bible tells us that Adam and Eve weren't satisfied in God and in what he gave. They did not appreciate and honor God by giving thanks to him. They hungered for something more, something other. They followed the lead of Satan the supreme ingrate, and chose to be ungrateful for what God had given to them. They chose to disobey, to rebel, to sin against God. We have followed the lead of Adam and Eve. We have chosen dissatisfaction and thanklessness toward God. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. The Bible says that I'm a sinner and that you're a sinner. The disease of sin within us is terminal. Romans 6.23 says, for the wages of sin is death. Sin always leads to separation from God. Now and for all eternity, you and I have fallen from God's intended purpose for us. Thanksgiving. Acts 3 of the real story of thanksgiving is entitled, Redeemed by Thanksgiving. 
The story continues as God himself in the person of his son Jesus entered this thankless world, lived in flawless appreciation of his father, and died on our behalf for our chronic ingratitude. Jesus, the God-man, God demonstrated the perfect life of thankfulness. Throughout the accounts of Jesus' life in the Bible, we see him repeatedly giving thanks to his Father. In Matthew eleven twenty-five, we read, At that time Jesus declared, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. In John eleven forty one, 41, immediately before Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, we read, so they removed the stone. Then Jesus raised his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you heard me. In Matthew 15, 36, we read, he took the seven loaves and the fish and he gave thanks, broke them and kept on giving them to his disciples and the disciples gave them to the crowds. In Luke 22, 17 through 20, at the Last Supper with his disciples, we read, Then he took a cup, and after giving thanks, he said, Take this and share it among yourselves. For I tell you, from now on, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And, and he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, gave it to them, and said, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Jesus was not only God, he was the quintessential thankful human. Jesus not only died to forgive our failures in giving God the thanks he's due, he also lived the perfect life of appreciation toward his Father on our behalf. You and I were redeemed by thanksgiving. The title of Act 4 in our real story of Thanksgiving, Freed for Thanksgiving. By faith in Jesus, we are redeemed from ingratitude and it's just eternal penalty in hell. We are freed to enjoy the pleasure of expressing our thanks to God. It's right for a creature to be continuously thankful to his or her creator. It's even more fitting for a redeemed rebel to be continuously grateful toward his or her redeemer. The kind of life that flows from such amazing grace is a life of continual gratitude. This is the kind of life in which a born-again follower of Christ is being continually renewed and progressively being made more like Jesus. Colossians 1, 11 through 12 says, May you be strengthened with all power, according to his glorious might, for all endurance and patience, with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has enabled you to share in the saints' inheritance in the light. In Colossians 2, 6 and 7, we read, Therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus, the Lord, walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, overflowing with gratitude. Colossians 3, 15 to 17 calls us to let the peace of Christ, to which you were also called in one body, rule your hearts and be thankful. <laughs> Excuse me. 
Let the word of Christ dwell richly among you in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another through psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, in word or in deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Ephesians 5.20 dictates, giving thanks always for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And 1 Thessalonians 5.18 commands us to give thanks in everything for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And we could go on and on through Scripture. The Bible tells us that we are freed to give thanksgiving to God. When we choose to submit control of our lives to Jesus Christ, he frees us to become the kind of persistently thankful people God created us to be. Jesus frees us to fulfill fulfill our purpose of thanksgiving, of glorifying and appreciating God. Where does your life intersect with the real story of thanksgiving? All of us were participants in Act 1. God created you and me for thanksgiving. But all of us are also participants in Act 2. We have all fallen from thanksgiving because of our sin and our rebellion against God. Like Adam and Eve, are you stuck in Act 2? Are you mired in ungratefulness and refusal to acknowledge that God, as your creator, deserves your complete trust and submission? If so, God is calling you today to give him control of your life, to turn from your sin, to personally receive what God did for you through his son Jesus in Act 3 and to publicly profess your faith in Jesus through baptism. In Act 3, God sent Jesus, his son, to live a perfect life of appreciation and gratitude and then die for your and my ungratefulness, rebellion, and sin. If and when you choose to receive God's gift of forgiveness in life, made possible through Jesus' death and resurrection, you move into Act 4. At the end of our service today, our prayer team members will be here at the front to help you and to pray with you to take that step of faith if that's your choice this morning. In Act 4, God, through His Son, Jesus Christ, sets us free to live lives of thanksgiving to Him. But even when we have moved into Act 4, we sometimes need to be reminded that our destiny is to continuously give thanks to God for his indescribably wonderful gift, the gift of forgiveness, the gift of eternal life. The Bible tells us the real story of thanksgiving, the old, old, old story that began at creation, that continues today, and that for those who put their faith and trust in God's Son, Jesus, will 
never end. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this reminder from your word, your holy word this morning about the real story of thanksgiving. God, thank you that even though we messed everything up because of our rebellion and our sin toward you, that you chose to, find, to choose a way, to find a way to, to conceive of a way that we could be restored to relationship with you and that we could live in a relationship that is characterized and filled with thanksgiving for the great and glorious God that you are. You sent Jesus to pay the price for our sin and rebellion on the cross. And then he rose again from the dead to show us that he had the power not only to forgive us, but to give us eternal life. To make a way for us to be restored to relationship with our Heavenly Father now and for all eternity. God, for your indescribably wonderful gift of love, for your, for your amazing sacrifice for each one of us in giving up your Son, today we, your people, say thank you and we choose to remember you. Help us to respond today to whatever you are asking of us, that we might be individuals and a people that live in thanksgiving forever and ever in your presence. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. We just were reminded in the, uh, in the message today that um, one of the times where Jesus gave thanks was at the Last Supper with his disciples. And as we prepare this morning to receive communion, we want to come with the 